Welcome to the Medical Maze. I'm your host, Don Ellen Ray, and today we're going to be talking about autism with my co-host, Phil. So let's say hello to Phil. Hi. So uh, I'm normally here behind the scenes, but today we're, we're talking about autism because this is something that's definitely close to my heart and close to my family's heart, and I, I'm, I'm happy and willing to discuss all the aspects uh, about how autism affects our lives. Yes, yes. Thank you, because uh, I was able to drag you out from behind the magic curtain. So um, a little bit about you. You do have a son that is autistic. Correct, correct. He is 11 years old. His name is Dominic. And uh, yeah, he, he has uh, he has autism. Okay. And so did you diagnose this or was, you, was it diagnosed early on? Well, it for for him, it was for in our point of view. So I, you may hear me refer to my wife or you may hear me call her by her name. Her name is Lucia. Um, we discovered that he was having weird issues and we, we didn't say it was autism yet. Cause I mean, even, even, uh, 10, 11 years ago, it really wasn't known at least in my circle. Um, so he would do weird things. So, I mean, even mm. from, from six months, he would bang his head on the floor, like when he's lying on his tummy. Okay. He would bang his head on the floor. Okay. Uh, he would do what you call stimming, which he's when he's sitting up, he kind of rocks back and forth. Okay. Right? That those are some of the obvious ones. He would um, also do the tippy toes and the spinning a lot. He would spin in place a lot, hmm. and those were some of the the signs. But what actually got us was the banging of the head. You know, we thought that he w- it was hurting himself. You know. Yeah. So are those are those common symptoms of autism, or not everyone has those? It's it varies. It does it does vary, but um, the flapping of the hands and the twirling in the circles those are some obvious ones, along with the rocking back and forth. But the banging of the head, uh, it's just another form that they call of of stimming. Um, okay. So it's something that soothes them. It's just that for some reason, when he liked to be on his stomach, he would he would bang his head on his bed, or even when he laid on the floor, he would try and bang his head on the floor. So we thought he was injuring himself. Oh wow! Yeah, how scary for you know, with a child for a new parent. Um, so for so autism, so some of the 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 signs or the symptoms of it, um, it, it is it, it affects communication and and correct. It, it's they may be able they may be communicative, they may not. It, um, the social interactions are affected. Correct. So the way, the way autism is, um, autism is, is more of a spectrum, right? You have, you know, your low functioning all the way to high functioning and everything in between, you know? Um, but generally, so I'm speaking in generalities here. Okay. Um, autism does affect social skills, um, does affect communication skills. Um, and with Dominic, he is more on the lower end uh, of the spectrum. So he is nonverbal. And what that means is he does not speak. Now, that does not mean he does not make noise. <laughs> okay. He just, he, does, he just does not speak in, I guess you could say, in English. <laughs> you okay. Know, he doesn't say, Dad, I want this. Mommy, I want this. Uh, how was your day? We just, he just doesn't communicate that way. And then he does have, um, you know, social issues, you know, making friends or any stuff like that, and, and he's more on the lower end. So you would say that he has he's more on the uh, severe end because he is um, nonverbal. Oh wow. Okay. So, 
So you guys have to learn what he needs or what he wants by how he's behaving. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and that's that's scary because only us kind of know. <laughs> right. I was just thinking you know? about that. What about? I mean, you can't necessarily. I mean, I guess you can send him to maybe a school that specializes in that who may have an understanding, but. You know, just your maybe just general family members or friends or people like that don't don't they don't know what that means, whatever his he's displaying. So that would be very interesting because then that kind of limits it to kind of you guys being the center of his world because you understand what that what he's trying to say. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And sometimes with with that, you know, we, you know, we joke about it all the time. You know, me and mom. He'll say something, he'll or he'll make a noise, and we know exactly what it is, even though it's not in English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just kind of his own mm-hmm. language. We're like, oh yeah, yeah, he wants he wants that. And that's what you know, we know. Well, that's just because we're his his parents, and we just kind of know uh, what this noises means. And we'll have a conversation with him, even though he's not <laughs> speaking English to us. You know, oh yeah, yeah, he's gonna do this or he's gonna do that based off of the inflections <laughs> in his in his noises that he makes. So does he still have like the banging of the head? So does he still have all those same early symptoms? That's not something that either he grows out of or progresses. It goes away. That doesn't happen that way. So with, with stimming, stimming doesn't really go away. Um, it does. It, it, it Maybe it evolves some, but he does not do the banging of the head anymore. Um, he does still walk on his tippy toes every now and then. And he does do the, the hand flappies. Um, and he does definitely do the rocking back and forth. That's his biggest uh, stimming thing when he sits in his room uh, okay. or in the car ride. You know, just I guess that's just kind of how he kind of soothes himself. Um, but he does still do that consistently. But the bang of the head, he, d- he doesn't do anymore. Okay, so I guess I, I, so what I was thinking, too, is that none of this, like he's not going to learn words, even a few words. Will that ever be the case? So, so all those kind of symptoms that you guys noticed when he was younger, it's not something that kind of will maybe get that much better in his case. I mean, we can stay hopeful. Yeah. You know, um, he has said dad and okay. he, he has said mom and he says go. Okay. Like, go, okay. like go away. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, hey, it's progress. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're not, we're not ruling that out. And you know, a lot of people in the autism community who have children who are nonverbal, sometimes they do grow out of that and they oh, okay. do eventually communicate in English and they do eventually have verbal skills. It's just not on the level that they need to be. Now with Dominic, you know, he also has other than being, other than having autism, he has some developmental, uh, major developmental delays too. Okay. So that's just on on top on of, top on top of the autism. Okay. So you know we did a test and kind of seeing where his mental age is. And Dominic is eleven now, but he has the kind of mental mental range of they let's say like a two year old. Oh wow. So that's where they kind of say he is. But I, okay. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Don Ellen. I I, I was telling you a story earlier about him. I think he'd be tricking people sometimes <laughs> because, because only because he's not, he, he does things that he's comfortable with around people he's comfortable with. So if he's around a doctor or somebody he don't know, he ain't going to do what they ask him to do because a, either he's not incentivized or, or, mm. or B he don't, he's not comfortable with them. So they'll probably mark him lower because he's not doing the request that they're asking. But I know for a fact that this kid can do a lot of things, you know. Well, that's interesting. And so yeah. and so, you know, they say that he's 
mentally around two, but I mean, I, I personally don't think so. I think he's much, much higher than that. Um, but I think, I think he's, he's tricking people though, you know? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Cause I know that, um, cause this is interesting cause this is kind of the lower end that you maybe don't hear as many stories about and, and maybe you do, but I, I do know I hear more of the higher functioning, like the Asperger's and the, the kids who can maybe be mainstream to some extent and who can actually function, um, you know, as they get older and, and go out in life. And it sounds like that may not be the case here. No, it's, it's not the case. He will need uh, constant care uh, for the, the rest of his life. Um, you know, since he is lower functioning, he has other issues other than developmental issues. He has behavioral issues mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, he's violent sometimes. Oh gosh. Um, you know, my son is incredibly strong. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm six, three mom's five ten, So he's a big kid at 11 years old. He's already probably 180 pounds. Oh, okay. You know, so he, you know, he has sometimes his violent rages and you know, that, that happens. And, um, you know, when you're talking about the other side of autism, that's all I hear really is the higher end. You know, you think about celebrities, Elon Musk, you know, Dan Aykroyd, you know, it, it, even Eminem just came out and said he, you know, is on the spectrum. Oh, really? Um, I mean, come on, you hear him rap. <laughs> You're like, oh, well, now I know, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> but you don't hear you don't hear stories like it is with my son. And I think it's because parents like me now I'm going to go on a hot take here. I'm not really this is just my opinion here, but okay. I, I think parents like me are kind of scared to talk about it because we either get judged, uh, judged on our parenting skills that, oh, this kid just needs discipline bump that you know? oh really um yeah or or you know we are embarrassed because our son our children may hurt themselves yeah you know yeah. or hurt others you know and it's you know or you know my son's 11 and he's still not fully potty trained i mean just this morning he wet the bed you oh know? really and okay. so you know that's that's a, a hard thing and, and parents parents like me and my wife we're exhausted Oh, you know? I can only imagine the the physical and mental toll it's taken on on you as a family unit. I just can't imagine that. I mean, especially if, like you were mentioning violence. So when something like that happens, as a parent, what do you what do you do, and how do you feel about it? And you don't want to go and and you know what I, I would assume maybe some sort of restraint, you know, some t- somehow trying to hold him tight so that he doesn't hurt himself, um, or, or you, or you know, and then then just how exhausted and emotionally and, and how m- emotionally draining like say an incident like that has to be it's it's incredibly draining i mean just just the other week um he had some extreme violent outburst you know mm. um scratches on our body oh you know, um he'll try and bite you know he'll even try and choke you know, oh and, really? And he's yeah. a big kid because his his age and his physicality are are deceiving. So yeah, and he's he's incredibly strong, and so I I worry, I legitimately worry. You know, I can still take him now, but I worry about when he's fifteen. You know, I worry about when he's seventeen. I worry sure. about when he's twenty. Sure. You know, he's gonna be bigger than me. I most likely guarantee he'll probably be be bigger than me. And that worries me in public, 
because it's not like he just does that behind closed doors. Oh, wow. You know, he'll, you know, mom and him will be at the grocery store, you know, and something will trigger him and he will go ballistic. And, and, and you know, this is the part where it comes in where, you know, mom's embarrassed. Sure. Because he's, sure. he's, he's showing out and then you have people staring making comments, recording, Judging, recording yeah. on their phone. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. Recording on their phone thinking that, Oh, look at this bad kid. Not knowing what's going to happen, not knowing what is actually happening. And that has happened, you know? Oh really? Yeah. That, that has happened. And, you know, uh, unfortunately it's a part of the game and I try and tell my wife to not, focus on it but there's, there's so much mm-hmm. that you can take before it breaks you emotionally as a parent because now my wife has anxiety about having to go out go to the store oh i need some butter or something i got to take it with me this is going to take this is going to be an ordeal because you don't necessarily know what what'll set him off it could just be anything is that is he just pretty, pretty sensitive to is he like say sensitive to sounds or lights or you just don't know what it is. Who knows? It could okay. be that, or it could be he he wants a candy bar, and she says oh. no. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and so, yeah. You know, sure. It, but it, you know, it could be the noise in the store. It could be the lights in the store, because you know, a lot of kids with autism they have sensory issues. So, okay. You know, whether it be the noise, whether it be the the feel of certain things, you know, whether it be what he sees, can't focus on certain things. All those things can be a trigger, and it's hard for us to tell what's happening because he can't tell us what's happening. He can't oh, tell us yeah. if he's in pain. Yeah. He can't tell us that yeah. something is bothering him, you know, and so maybe that's the way that he is actually telling us that something is bothering him by doing the noises and hitting his ear. He hits his head sometimes like this. Mm. Um, and he has an extremely high tolerance of pain because, you know, it's a you know neurological thing. So maybe okay. he doesn't even feel some of the things sometimes, but he can legitimately hurt himself and, and I I, wor- I worry about that. And uh, you you mentioned restraints uh, earlier. I mean, we we're not we're not there yet mentally. Um, well, I mean, just like even yeah. holding him tight. Yeah, I mean, just so that he doesn't. Yeah, but still, you're right. Like you said, you're not there mentally. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's tough. I had because he's to, still a kid. He's still a kid. He's yeah. still a kid. I mean, uh, a couple weeks ago, I had to physically hold him down like a man mm. uh, because he was attacking. He was attacking mom. Over, mm. over something, you know, something minor. And that that broke me. I mean, I even told you that. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. That broke me, you know, just because I'm like, you know, my kid's 11 years old and I have to freaking hold his his head down like a, like I'm arresting him or something. Oh, my gosh. You know? and, and then if you're out in public, like you were saying, what do you how do you explain that to people? I mean, there's not like some card or some sort of sign that says, oh, you know, my kid's autistic and this is part of the syndrome or whatever. But but here's the thing. Do we do we need to even this is a society thing. Do we have to put a label? Do I have to put a scarlet letter on my kid to yeah. say, look at him, he's different? Yeah. You know, and it's it's yeah. sad because we kind of have to, but we shouldn't have to. Yeah. You know, people A, people need to mind their own business, but but B, you know, there's so many diseases and there's so many um issues with children and adults mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. don't freaking judge let people do what they need to do and society is so quick to post something on social media just for clout. oh gosh yeah and it's it's just you know, like i said it's it's draining it is very draining 
mentally just to do anything. Like we we don't take vacations much because oh, how's really? he gonna act on the plane? Oh, you know, mm. how's he gonna act in another country? They may not even know what autism is. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I hadn't so, thought about that, but yeah. Yeah, and it's just you know new environments, you know, bother kids with autism too. You know? Okay, so that could be a trigger too. him being somewhere new. I mean, even terrain changes, like having to walk upstairs can cause him to have a meltdown. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. So, so we don't know if the, he even has vision issues because how can we tell? He can't tell us. You yeah. Know? That's a good point too. How do you know that? How do you? Yeah. yeah. So, so even like if you go in an elevator, he'll, <laughs> he'll, you know, start to have really bad anxiety just because mm-hmm. of the, the motion, you know, the motion feeling and, 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 and People in the autism community, they know. You know, you guys watching, you know. You yeah. know, the parents who have children on, who are lower end on the spectrum, you know. But you're quiet. You know, <laughs> you guys are silent, just like us. Well, like you said, there's a lot of judgment, I guess, that comes to when, like you were saying, with parenting and stuff, that, you know, that's the first place people may jump to before they understand the circumstance or realize that, you know, here's a child, and yours happens to be a larger um, child where maybe he his you know, he's, what is it, 11, and he looks older, 16, something, I don't know. And, and, you know, it's just very deceiving as to, but we do have a tendency to jump and judge and compare, and, you know, these these kids are not and will not be like your average child. Uh, you know, you hope that they can be higher functioning like some of these parents, like you were saying, that, that you do hear the stories about. Um, that's wonderful, and but here you are, and you have, like you said, this is going to be a lifetime of care. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that you worry about what happens down the road when he is an adult, and what do you do then? And I don't know if, are there, I don't know, treatments or therapies that will help him be more able to equip later? So he has all of the IST doctors, <laughs> you know, the, the, the therapists. Yeah. The, okay. Uh, <laughs> Neurologists or whatever. Yeah. yeah he has yeah. all of the IST doctors. He has a psychiatrist as well. Okay. A behavioral therapist, a physical therapist, occupational therapist, um, you know, just to help him a with day daily task, you know, um, him having to hold a, a fork or drink out of a straw. Like those, those are battles that me and mom had to, had to do with him because it just felt weird on his end. So he didn't want to do it, you know, um, even just walking at the park, you know, is a thing, you know, he has a psychiatrist, but what's, what's the psychiatrist going to do other than offer drugs? You know, the psychiatrist can't, can't, he can't communicate. Yeah. Yeah, He can't, (laughs) he can't talk to him. So he's like, Oh, well, let's just try this. And that sucks. Because I, I can't tell if a medicine is actually doing any good, you know, and, and that's that is that is so, so hard because <sighs> Dominic can't tell me, Daddy, I don't feel good. Yeah. You know, he can't tell me, Daddy, my tummy hurts. Daddy, my tooth hurts. You know, he can't he can't tell me that. But, you know, we do have a communication device. We have an iPad that does the talking for him. You know, and he knows how to use it. Okay. So he has things on the iPad that say, I want pizza or, you know, I need to use the bathroom. Okay. You know, but it's not, 
not a conversation thing. Yeah. You know? So there's still definite um, barriers with that. But yeah, he's currently in all the therapies, even in even even in the speech therapy. You know, w- whether or not we see results, it's just it's a slow process. But have we seen results? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say yes. We have seen some changes. Obviously, he still doesn't talk, mm-hmm. but he understands. And when he tries to communicate, he does via okay. the, the the iPad that he has. And so, he had to be able to learn to do that and understand how to, yeah, to show you. Or I don't know if there's a picture so you, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pictures. Yeah. So, you know, if it's like a piece or something, he'll hit, there's like an I want button. And then he goes into the screen that has food. And then he goes and finds what he wants in the food. So we put all his favorite foods in there. So then he okay. says, I want this. And then he'll hit the sentence and it says, I want pizza or I want chicken nuggets or whatever. And so he, you know, he has that and that's, that's good. So I, I will definitely say there, there has been some progress, but mm-hmm. do I think he will ever have like a conversation like we're having maybe not on that level. Okay. But I, I do believe that there is progress. Cause like I said, he, he says, dad, I can hear him say dad. Like, it's not like me saying dad like that. It may sound a little different, but I know that is what he is trying to enunciate because he uses it in context. Does okay. that make sense? Okay. So like, you know, he, he to call me, he says it. it. You know, it may sound different. It may not be dad. It may be da. You yeah. Know, but yeah. he's doing it in context. So that I know is progress because he's using a word that in the, in the context that it needs to be used. So I say that, that, that there's progress with that. Oh, good. I mean, and, and forgive my ignorance here. So is there, is there something just in his brain that doesn't work as part of autism or, you know, that is turned off the, I guess, the communication center or what, what is that? So from, from my point of view, and excuse me, any ignorance on, on my point of view, um, autism is a neurological disorder okay. that some parts of the brain just don't work like they need to. You know, maybe some of the wiring is okay. Is different. Mm-hmm. So something that he may understand tenfold, he may not understand a simple task. Okay. Like remember, I was telling you about the song on his on his i on his uh, yeah. iPad. He knows how to use that. He knows how to get to it and all that stuff. But if I ask him to do something simple or help me find something, th- that may be hard for him because it just his brain doesn't connect those those dots and it's, okay. it's, it's frustrating sometimes because I'm like, well, you can do this. Why can't you do that? And that's not really the way that, um, neurodivergent that's what they call people like, like him neurodivergent. Um, people, they don't have those type of skills. They don't think that way. So I, you know, it's my fault that I'm putting him in that basket like everybody else, but you know, they just think their brain just works different and that's just the, the best I can explain it. Okay. Okay. No, fair enough. Fair enough. So, so how about, um, how do you, so when did you say he was diagnosed? So we, we knew something was up, uh, I think around his 18th month checkup, okay. he wasn't hitting certain milestones because okay. uh, we worried about it. He's not saying anything, you know? And it's crazy because before, before even the head banging, he would, you know, when babies coo and stuff mm-hmm. and they kind of mm-hmm. mimic what you're saying, he would do that. So he was hitting the, hitting the muscles oh. and then it was like everything just fell off a cliff. He just regressed 
and everything just started uh, changing. And I'm like, what happened? You know, um, we don't know. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't know what happened. You know, there's, there's theories, but I'm not even going to go into some of those yeah. theories because it's not, none of it is scientifically proven and I'm not going to say whether I believe it or not. It's just that there are other theories out there. You guys can do your own research on that, but um, everything just fell off a cliff. And so maybe around his 18th month checkup, he wasn't hitting certain milestones. And then the pediatrician was like, maybe you guys need to see a, uh, a neurologist um, to, to get an, an official um, diagnosis for him to be labeled as, you know, having autism. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So during all that time then, so how, how do you know? Cause you said you, you, you can't tell you, of course you can't talk, so you can't tell you when something's wrong. So how, how did you know that he was sick or hurting or ill? Is it just a certain way he acted that you kind of picked up on as a parent like you do when they're a baby? Yeah. It's just something's out of the ordinary. Okay. You know? Cause you know, he does have extremely high pain tolerance. So even if he's in pain, we can't really know. I mean, this is still a mystery sometimes, hmm. you know? And so maybe that's a reason why he does, he has his outbursts because he, he's in pain. Yeah. He, he has stuff on his iPad that says this hurts or okay. this hurts. He kind of gets it, but he does, he kind of just stays away from it. So it's not cause it's not something that he associates with as normal behavior as normal for him. So he doesn't want to use that if it doesn't really happen often. That, that I mean, there's no, there's no repetition in him saying he's in pain. Yeah. So he doesn't really use that function on his iPad, um, but it's there. It's there on the iPad for for when he does it. So when something like that happens, to where me and mom maybe su- suspect something, he's dealing with some form of um, uncomfortability. We'll grab the iPad and say, "Hey, is there something that you need to tell us?" You know, and if we can get him to calm down, he'll say it. You know, but he'll, yeah. he won't say it. He'll hit it on the iPad iPad will say it, but for the yeah. most part, it's it's a parent's intuition. Okay, Honestly, it's it's a parent's intuition. Is like, hey, you know, I think he's acting a little different. I think we need to investigate. You know, this maybe this will help. Yeah, because you know when you think about, we're just so used to someone saying, especially as they get older, that something's not right, or as kids as they get older, even that something's not right. So I can only imagine how hard that is to try to decipher through, and then you take him to a doctor, and you're still guessing what's <laughs> exactly. wrong and so um speaking of doctors and therapists and so it sounds like you've had a lot of support from the medical community um so how is it for like you and and your wife do you have um like i don't know support groups or what has that been like for you i'll be honest with you uh as a parent who has a child who's on the lower end we stay we isolate ourselves from other people we Mm -hmm. isolate ourselves from family um you know growing up both sides of our families wouldn't believe in this you know what i mean oh really you know you know i'll pray it away or oh it's not real or do something else and and so you know it's just me and my wife. It's just mm-hmm. us two. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's just us two. And, you know, I, I try and, and help my wife because, you know, she needs to see people to just kind of relate to. But yeah. it's in the autism community and you guys who are watching who are a part of the autism community, you know that there is a divide. There is literal division between the autism community because 
I got to solo myself for this one. (laughs) (laughs) Because you see, uh, you have parents who have kids who are higher in on the spectrum. You have parents who have kids who are lower in on the spectrum. The parents of the kids who are higher in on the spectrum are the vocal majority of what you hear about autism. You know, Mm. they say, you know, there's nothing wrong with my kid. You know, my kid is perfect the way that they are. um, Or there doesn't need to be a cure. And then you have parents like me who want my child just to live a normal life, you know, you know, honestly, what normal is subjective, right? Don Ellen, but like, yeah, but you're talking just even basic, normal functioning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want him to use the bathroom correctly. I want him to tie his shoes. I want him to brush his teeth correctly Mm -hmm. without gagging or throwing up every time. I want him to tell me he's not feeling good. I want him to just have a conversation with me. I want him to hold a fork correctly. I want him to brush his hair, put his clothes on. Mm -hmm. You know, all those things should be normal, you know, in a a person's life. And, you know, the biggest thing is obviously the speech. But when, when a parent say, oh, there doesn't need to be a cure, that's your kid. Like that is that's right. that's your that's your life. If if you are completely comfortable with that, sure. I am not. We are not. You know, my son, his childhood has been robbed. Essentially, yeah. you know, he doesn't understand birthdays. He doesn't understand holidays. Even if we give him stuff, he's just like he doesn't even see it sometimes. You know, I I wanted my kid to experience being a, a child. You know, yeah. and having uh fun and you know, granted him being oblivious to. To other stuff that's kind of a superpower you know because he can't be embarrassed you know yeah, but yeah. you know you know mom mom and dad me me and mom me and mom get embarrassed off of stuff but i if there was ever a chance to you know have a quote-unquote cure i would a hundred percent jump on it you know but that's based off of our situation not other people's situation because i mean wouldn't you want to cure your kid who put his head through a window you know, if there was yeah, a way, Dominic, sure. he has done that. He smashed his head through a window. Like oh, that's, that's wow. not, that's not normal. You know, that's not normal. That, that is not, oh, my kid is just fine. It, if you say that you're, you're lying to yourself to make yourself feel better. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and certainly the expectations from a higher functioning to a lower level is terribly different. I mean, you know, you're just like you said, you want basic potty training, much less. And you want your kid to be able to maybe what, ride a bike? Yeah. Do this. Can you toss a ball with him? Can you do the things that you think is a normal part of childhood? Uh, yeah. Can you, you just want to do something? Yeah, we, we want to do something because he he's slowly working on those things, mm-hmm. you know, but it's hard. It, it, it really is hard. I mean, just, uh, you know, you know me, I'm a, I wanted to play catch with him, you know, just experience, sure. experience father, son stuff, Yeah, you know, and, that's hard too, you know. Um, so, is there research being done into a, a cure? Is there a cure? Is there? Do they? Is there a, like a genetic component to this as well? I mean, is there? Is, you don't know a cause. I mean, I know, like you said, there's thoughts out there, and people have different theories. But well, me and mom did. We all, all three of us, did genetic testing. Okay. To see if there was something um, up genetically in his DNA. Nothing. So me, mom, and him don't carry a gene or carry anything that would have translated into him having autism. So that just led to more questions, Mm -hmm. you know, like, well, Mm -hmm. what causes this? And so, you know, the general um, consensus is we don't know. (laughs) I mean, honestly, if you you look at the media, if you look at 
tests, if you look at what doctors say, you have conflicting evidence, you know, conflicting news and conflicting theories based off of what causes autism. But the general consensus, in my opinion, is we don't know. Wow. We don't know. It, yeah. You know how it, how it happened. It could be the food that we've been eating. Could be, you know, metal poisoning. Could be, could be anything. Just we just don't know, but I mean, scientifically, there is a rise in children with autism. I think the statistic is one in every one in eighty eight kids has some one form. in eighty eight. Yes, really. Yeah, I mean, the number may even be less now. Like there may even be more people. So, and one, you said that there are, and you mentioned forms. So there, there are what four or five different. I don't know if they call it levels or. Well, so the way the way autism works, it's it's a spectrum. Yeah. So you know you have. Your higher functioning all the way to your your, your lower functioning. Okay. Um, I don't think there's any like classification. I just know that that Dominic is on the bottom at, yeah. at the the lowest functioning classification because he'll need a hundred percent care. Like we're not he's he's not going to be able to live on his own. Yeah, you know, and so that that's an that's an issue. Like one of the biggest issues that me and mom face is that. What's he gonna do when we're gone? Uh, yeah. You know. Yes, that's exactly what crossed crossed my mind and did cross my mind for you guys too. Because we have we have no family to help. You know, you know, my dad passed away a couple of years ago. You know, my mom has Alzheimer's. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. The wife's mom, they're not here. You know, so where are we gonna? What are we gonna do? You know, yeah. the, the state gonna have him but he's not going to get the level of care that he ever gets with with us and so you know we're, we're trying to you know do what we need to do to kind of build some life skills in him that mm -hmm. he'll, he'll be able to function but he will most likely have to be in a group home or a home or live with someone else when he's older mm -hmm. or, you know when when we're not here anymore and so that that's a huge a huge fear to to, to think about um, well and i well when you were mentioning group home, I mean, I assume he has to have a certain level of skills in order to do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he, he will. Um, you know, I mean, we've even talked about him being in a group home as far as him being teenager stuff, you yeah. know, because one of my other fears too is the violence. Yeah. You know, he, he, he's in a special needs school. So the school he's in is just for kids like him. Oh, good. Okay. Right. So they, they know that that's part of their job. So they're cool with it, you know. Okay. I mean, they're not cool with it, but you know what I mean. But they understand. They've been trained. Yeah. They, yeah. So, but the, the violence is what scares me sometimes because I don't want him to be 15, 16, have a, an episode, end up killing mom on accident. Oh, gosh. You know, because he's that strong because I'm not home all the time. Yeah. You know? And then he'll be bigger than me one day. Isn't that scary? I mean, yeah, just, when you just think about to your even child, think that you have to write that that even has to cross your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's horrible. And, and what, sad. Yeah. And, and what bothers me, too, is, is, you know, I talk about being out in public and stuff. And if something like this happens, somebody's going to see what happens, what's happening. They're going to call the police. Police aren't going to get the correct information. Mm. And then they're going to act off of what they see. Yeah. And my son is a large black male. And we can be honest, Don Ellen, that that's not a good, that's not a, they don't have a good, <laughs> the police and large black men don't mm -hmm. have a good relationship. I'll be honest with mm -hmm. you. All uh, you do is turn on the news. When, and it, come, see when an it comes incident. to, you know, yeah. you know, this podcast isn't about that stuff, but yeah. it's, it's real. 
you know, and it's a real fear. Yeah, um, it's, it's definitely a fear, fear in your community that, like you said, he's a large kid now. So when he's a teenager and we don't have the scarlet letter, remember, we don't have something that says this kid is not just acting out. He, he has issues. He has something going on. Yeah. But even if the fact so here's a here's a thing, too, that that happened, you know, when he's having his outburst a couple of weeks ago, the really, really bad one. You know, I'm grateful that we're in a house. You know, if mm-hmm. we were ever, ever in a situation where we were in an apartment or out in public, you know, they hear what's, they can hear what's going on, and it sounds like somebody is being assaulted, oh. right? So yeah. they would call the police, and the police would have 100% probable cause to bust in. Mm. They see what's going on, and then they're obviously going to react to what they see, not yeah. knowing that he's autistic or yeah. anything like that. And granted, they would probably need to intervene, you know, and thing, thing with Dominic – he won't know how to comply because he can't. Yeah. You know, and sometimes yeah. he's having his issues. He's not able to do anything that you're telling him to do because his brain is isolated on something else. And so that scares me that they'll hurt him or kill him. Oh, I bet it does. That's yeah. that. And, yeah. So, and so one time we were at um, the grocery store and uh, I had to actually uh, mom and him were at the grocery store and he was going ballistic Mm. so mom had to take him into the car just to kind of chill so i was leaving the studio here because the grocery store is right down the street so i left the studio here i went to the the grocery store with them kind of cool situation now so mom can go shopping and stuff right and luckily there was a police officer there right and so i i actually stopped him i said hey bro come here for a second please and he's like he i mean my apologies to the guy, but he was just kind of shopping himself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, <laughs> he was, <laughs> I was like, hey, can you please come here for a second? So, you know, he, him being polite, he came over. Um, I introduced, said, hey, I want you to introduce you to my son. This is Dominic. He is nonverbal, low-functioning autism. Uh, sometimes he's violent. Sometimes he goes into rages. I need you to get familiar with his face in case you ever get called to a situation where you see him. Wow, that's a good idea. Yeah. I think I wanted to do that. No. But it's something that I need um, I need to be known. And so yeah. I was like, burn this kid's memory <laughs> face yeah. into your memory here. You know, just so if you if you ever get called, you already have this knowledge that this this is a special needs person. He needs special attention. You know, let's not react the way we need to be normally react. You know, so that's. Well, did That's the officer hard. have a suggestion as to? Because I mean, so you you got that gentleman. Mm-hmm. So what about the rest of the his his uh, his his peers, his his coworkers? So what about getting his face out to them? Did he have any suggestion, or or has this happened before? So that he he had some recommendations for you at all? Well, our, our interaction was brief because I let him go and you know, continue with his, his shopping. shopping. <laughs> but, um, but there there are there is some programs that are in their infancy stages with some of the, the cities and the, the um, uh, sheriff's department for the counties that is some um, education for how and how to interact or how to notice um, people with special special needs okay so I hope that it's something that will develop and because honestly Donald so many people have it now it's why aren't you having a program about this you know? Yeah. And so uh, I have talked to some of the people over in on, on the coast, but nothing in um, 
my direct area, but it's something that I would like to um, talk to or or educate, you know, just maybe so they can get a perspective, a parent's perspective on some of it, because it's like I said, you know, if something happens, police gets called, you know, that that officer may not be the one responding. You know, it could be another officer and then maybe it's, they don't know. But hopefully something, the training, they'll be able to kind of decipher. I mean, I love the police. I mean, they got a lot on their plate. So, I mean, yeah. more training and more stuff, you know, oh, right. But it's something that they should know because there's so many people with these um, disabilities that you need to respond differently to every yeah. single one. Yeah, instead of know? just reacting. And and I was kind of surprised when you said one in 88. I mean, that just sounds like you know a high number to me. And not all of them are going to be at a, on the lower level. They're going to be maybe some higher level or maybe some in between. So their reaction or interaction actually with maybe um, the police during an incident would be very different. So you may be even looking at a smaller percentage of those that have are like your son that they the police community really needs to know you know how to interact with those folks and how to and recognize them when they see them you know you don't want it to to you know escalate into something that it just didn't need to be so yeah that that was interesting the one in 88 that's that's wow yeah and the, the number is grow is growing yeah you know so you know it that brings into the question, you know, has this been around forever or is it, is the technology getting to the point where we can discover it faster or, or are people having it more? Does that make sense? Like, yeah. cause before there were, I'm sure there are people with autism. We just didn't know, we, you know, they right. called, they called them the R word, you know? And oh yeah. And so, you know, that's mm. autism wasn't the real word until maybe the mid nineties, mm. so maybe even 2000. But I, I really wasn't prevalent into it until knowing what it was until late two thousands. So, I mean, this is, but I'm sure there was probably still the same number of people who had it. They just weren't diagnosed with it. Yeah. You know, or they were underdiagnosed or misdiagnosed, you know? Well, is there any hope of a cure or anything on the horizon that you know of? Mm. There are some experimental, um, experimental things. You know, Dominic is on a ton of medications, which I don't like. Yeah, you know, but he's he he has to take antipsychotic drugs. Like what 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 eleven year old needs to be on antipsychotic drugs, right? Yeah, because now so and just for my clarification, so he's autistic, but he's also violent. That's not necessarily goes hand in hand, right? So you no. can be autistic and even on a lower end and not necessarily be violent. Correct. But he has it's the other things that he has on top yeah. of. Okay. So his so his neurologist, his neurologist, um, Doctor Ayer. She retired before getting Dominic as a patient, right? Okay. This woman lives in Iceland. Oh. Right. When we came into Nemours, um, Nemours is the the one of the big children's hospitals here mm-hmm. in Central Florida. It, when we came to Nemours and they found out, we did some tests. This woman unretired, uh, just to be Dominic's neurologist because this is her word. She says Dominic is a one in a million case. Really? So he has, um, you know, besides the the lower function autism, he has ADHD. He has um, violent tendencies. He also sometimes has paradoxical effects with medication. Do you know what that means? 
No. Mm -mm. So certain medications may be designed to do this, but if he takes it, the complete opposite will happen. So so that's a whole completely different thing. And even there were even talks of schizophrenia in him, but we can't can't verify that because he cannot talk. Well, that's why I was wondering, how do you You go and get a diagnosis of that then? We don't. That's not clinically diagnosed, but Mm -hmm. there have been some talks about maybe, you know, um, and even, even seizures, um, you know, certain things could trigger seizures, not like conventional seizures where they're shaking and stuff, but some of his rage attacks could be from him having seizures. So, so, oh, okay. so Dominic is, um, a one, a one in a million case. That's what his, his doctor says. And so, you know, we see the doctors pretty, pretty often, but regarding a cure, <laughs> There's some treatments out there um, yeah. that are experimental. You know, none of it is is FDA approved or, you know, tried and true tested. You know, they, I don't know if you heard about this, Donnell, but they say, you know, your gut is your second brain. Yes, I've right? heard that. Uh-huh. So um, we try to help him eat healthy with, with that to kind of clear out his gut as much as possible. You know, so we try to do healthy eating, but if, for those with, with kids – Come on, chicken nuggets and and pizza. That's yeah. <laughs> that's what's on, yeah. that's what's what's on the menu. But yeah. you know, he takes a lot of supplements um, to try, try and help him. Um, I've I've heard you know there's some stem cell injections, but we haven't gone that way um, because it's not none of it is proven. You know, mm-hmm. um, e- even even neural implants in the future. You know, I know Elon Musk mm. has talked about that. I mean, he's he's on the spectrum, but. You know, even neural implants is, is something that we've even thought about. But but then again, there, there here comes the argument. You know, you're trying to change your kid's personality or you're trying to change your, you know, you're trying to turn your kid into a cyborg, you know, stupid stuff like that. Yeah, but you, and also, though, if he has multiple things going on, you're trying to treat them one by one, actually. Yeah, so you're, you know, you're trying to find something that maybe will treat autism or is it schizophrenia or is it, you know, um, the violent t- so what what do you get that's going to um there's no umbrella yeah there's no umbrella treatment yeah. that'll that'll fix you just have to kind of whittle it away hopefully you know you treat this and then maybe i can treat that but hit with his um you know it sounds like his whole um set of diagnosis or not yet in the case of schizophrenia i mean yeah you just have to keep treating symptoms i guess yeah and it sucks because i don't want my kid to be drugged up all day like, come on. Yeah. You know, I don't. What, and, you know, that's and the side effects from the medication is also giving him other things. Like, I remember one, we had one issue. The school called and said, Dominic is paralyzed. Oh. He can't move his left side of his body. I'm like, what? Did he have a stroke or something? Like, oh, my God. Hell, be terrified. Like, what the, yeah. What the hell happened? You know? And we realized one of his medications was causing him to develop these tics. Right? Oh. And so we the doctor gave us some other medication to stop the tics, but then that medication had an interaction, which caused him to be paralyzed on the left side. And Dominic, you know, he was fine. He just was like, I just can't move the side of my body. You know, he was, couldn't get up. And so that was horrifying. You know, oh, absolutely. On, on our end, you know, and so we also had to remember, remember that some of the medications have side effects too. You know, he's, yeah, I think he's going through puberty now at 11. You know, oh, so, you know, yeah, that's a whole nother thing when it comes to being a teenager and you yeah. add that on top of everything else. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, and so it's one of them is weight gain, you know, and I don't want him to be heavy. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I went through my own issues with the weight and I don't want him to go through that, you know, and on top of him already having his issues. So there's 
the myriad of of concerns that the medicine even causes us, you know, and so it's it it is a definite confusing um, game. There's no book, you know. Even if there was a book, yeah. the book wouldn't be written about him. Maybe there needs to be a book written about him. I don't know. I don't know. But it's 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 definitely tragic to, oh, to it hear. Is tragic. And actually, me actually talking about all this is is uh, very tough because I'm like, damn. Yeah. Like this kid. I mean, he's a happy kid majority of the time, but because yeah. he doesn't know. You know, yeah, he but, doesn't know, but but his parents. Yeah. Do you have any other low, um, lower spectrum, uh, child, uh, parents with children with lower spectrum that you can talk to? Do you know any? It's a silent community, Don Ellen. Yeah, it's it's a real unless yeah. you go searching, searching for it, you know, and and each parent, their situation is different, and mm-hmm. and, and we and we as people we tend to react to things based of our own experiences. And so if somebody sees something that doesn't vibe or mesh with them the way that they do something, mm-hmm. they're going to be judgmental. Even even in the autism community, that happens. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's extremely hard uh, focusing on other friendships because I got to leave it a drop of the hat sometimes. Yeah, sure. You know, or I can't make plans because... I got to make sure I got to be home so Lucia can go shopping, you know, yeah, because she was going right? to bring to the store because he, he might go bonkers. And you, you know? guys, yeah, I don't know what kind of day he's having. You don't know what you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis if he's having some sort of yeah. um, out, outburst or something. Uh, I, I, just I, don't, I know. don't know how single parents can do it. I honestly, because it's tough us being a couple. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. incredibly tough, you know, so I don't know how single parents can do it at all because this takes up your whole yeah. entire life. And so my wife doesn't work because that is her, that is, I hate saying that's her job, but that is, that has engulfed everything. Oh, I, I'm sure. I would not. I'm sure it has. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't feel right as a man having her having to worry about any bills. You know what I'm saying? Like, come mm-hmm. on. Like, mm-hmm. that's, my job is easy. I just, I talk all day and make money. So that's, that's my job. You yeah. Know? yeah. So her, her, what she does is, 10 times, you know, the va- worth of value what what I do and so there's no way that I could have her have to have a job and so oh, I, I I don't know how single parents can do it or or parents with multiple kids on the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I, what kept us. But she's got to plan out every movement of her day. You know, from going to a grocery store or whatever and and is he showing any signs that something's up that, you know, that may you know, change her plans. I mean, everything, she has to plan out every single moment of her day. And then if something does come up, then you've got to go, like you said, drop things. I don't, I don't know how you guys do it. And I, I don't, I mean, I don't know what support's out there for you. I hope there's support out there for you. Um, I, you know, I mean, even just from family and friends, although I know that you said that they at first were a little hesitant about it, but, um, is it, you know, is there anyone, I mean, can, like a grandmother, can they sit with him? Well, or, or do you all feel comfortable even with that? Well, I wouldn't. My uh, so my family, you know, that's what my mom has Alzheimer's, so I wouldn't even do that yes, to right. her, you know. So and they live in North Carolina, so that's yeah, that's, that's not possible. And yeah. my wife, she doesn't, she's not connected with with her family at all due to some other yeah uh, issues. So it's so for for uh, from my wife's point of view. It's hard to form relationships based off of her own trauma, 
I see. That, that she's done. I see. So, and so the fact that we know our kid, it's hard to have someone else watch them for a day because they're not, yeah. not going to pick up on the cues mm-hmm. that we know about. So even if we went and went to go see a movie by ourselves, uh, you know, or, you know, go to dinner by ourselves, it would be incredibly difficult to have a babysitter because, hey, he may trigger and try and kill them. Oh gosh! You know, and so so it's it's having the things you have to think about. Yeah, yeah. having a relationship and, and trying to sustain a marriage is it's, it is definitely a extreme toll on our I bet it relationship. Is. You know, I bet it is. Yeah, and so it's you know it's it's hard when when I'm actually speaking about it. How much you know? I'm happy that, about the position that we are in but we have definitely gone through a journey and it is mm-hmm. it's been it's been eye-opening and i hope whoever's watching this if you resonate with it please comment below you know you're not alone mm-hmm. you know, although there is it is a silent community there are people like us and we would love to hear you we would love to, to hear that you please. know hear your point of view on, on things because you know you know maybe you have some tips you know <laughs> you know but for the most part for the most part um We've heard all those suggestions already, yeah. <laughs> you know, and we've tried it. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, so and everybody's situation's different. I get it. And, you know, but yeah, anyone who can just to know that they, that you're not battling the dragon alone, um, although your dragon may have a little different look, but, you know, it's, it's still just knowing that there's someone else out there who can, who can relate would be helpful. Um, I thank you so much for sharing this story. Uh, I think there's more to come. I hope. I hope there's more um, education in the community about it, in also the the police community about it, law enforcement, just for awareness on how to um, you know interact with children. I say children, but you know when he gets to be an adult, um, you know Dominic when he's out in public, and if something would would happen, uh, I just think that there's lots of areas we can improve and just raise awareness. And I hope that happens. And I just think that your story is a good starting place yeah thank you i for if anybody doesn't have any if you if you haven't connected yet let me let me leave you with this if you have a child that you think something is up don't don't wait because the the sooner you can get them into some therapies the better the outcome can be Mm. so if you have certain beliefs don't let other people in or influence you this is your child you know, um, yeah. don't be yeah. in denial. That's that's a heavy part of the black community is denial for some reason. I don't know why. It's just in our DNA to just not believe that this is happening to my child. Mm. You know, um, get help from the doctors. You yeah. Know? And, and if you see early signs, Google it, you know, and you see that, oh, this maybe could be something tied into autism. Let me do my research because. I don't know how it is in your state, but Florida is very difficult to get things covered for children like mine. So that's a whole other episode is getting things approved for that. But we won't get into that. But just if, if there's if there are signs, early signs, go get checked, because the earlier you can get them into therapies, the, the possible better the outcome. Wow, that's that's very, very wise information and also if they can turn off the judgments Please. of others you know because there's no place for it in trying to treat this child so 
Absolutely. If it's easier said than done, no, no question. But, you know, there, that's a long mile to walk in those shoes, especially in your uh, case where your son can't communicate, can't, can't, I mean, doesn't talk. So you really don't, you're just, it's a guessing game for you. hundred percent. Yeah. So, but thank you. Thank you so much for sharing this. I think it will really, uh, it's a good story and I hope that will raise some awareness out there. Thanks so much. And guys, if you get a chance, make sure you visit our website at medicalmazepodcast.com. All the episodes are there. We have blogs for every episode. Um, some of the shorts that you see that, that get cut from the shows are all there. And if you have a uh, undiagnosed or rare disease and you would like to discuss it and you would like to talk about it, um, there is a guest form that you can fill out uh, on that. And, you know, mm-hmm. This this podcast is about educating. Yes, um, educating people out there. You know, uh, our previous episode with Molly. I didn't even know that um, you could have a, a liver transplant and you can grow it back in two months. Yeah, living donor. Absolutely. Who knew? And I think that there's, like you said, awareness. Awareness is half the battle. So, just making people aware of that will increase her chances of finding a donor. Great. So make sure yeah. you guys visit our, our podcast at medicalmazepodcast.com. And we will see you later. Bye, Don Ellen. Take care. Bye-bye.